It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. And man alive, how happy I am to have Rich back in the recording studio uh, today. And we have already had a wonderful meeting in our conference room, haven't we, Rich? Glad to be with you back in the saddle. And did you have a good time at the convention? Well, in Nashville, we had the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. It was fantastic. We heard from some great speakers, including Pastor Jack Graham from the PowerPoint broadcast. And did you meet some nice people? Oh, yes. And uh, there was a oneness of spirit in, uh, in learning and meeting people and broadening your horizons. Well, we get to meet with the people that are behind all of these broadcast ministries that we air on Bot Radio Network and the, the wonderful, wonderful people that come together to make Christian broadcasting possible. You know, I uh, I think everybody knows on the network our audience that we our headquarters are in Kansas City for the last 62 years coming up this fall. 62 years, long time, but one of the most precious people that I met years and years ago was a recording artist, loves the Lord. Uh, matter of fact, her mother was living with, with her and her husband. I mean, I could go on and tell you stories about Linda Randall, and I'll tell you, I want to have her on a complete story sometime, but listen to this song. Folks, listen to them. Um, Life is easy, isn't it, when everything's going good? When everything is going good and life is easy and it's all working out the way you want it to. Uh, but on the other hand, what about when it isn't easy? Linda Randall sings about it. Here it is. Life is easy When you're up on the mountain And you've got peace of mind Never know, but things change when you're down in the Test. For the God on the mountain is still God in the 
know what? You know what, Rich? Um, this afternoon, we're recording the program now, and uh, this afternoon I'm going to call Linda Randall and and just see how she is, because during the years since we've been friends, of course her family's grown up, and I know her mother has died, and I'd like to know she sang, you know, for years and years with Bill Gaither, and what a blessing that was. Anyway, I'm going to call her. I'm going to talk to her, and then I'll let maybe let the listeners know next week how it was. Is that a good idea? That's a great idea. <laughs> there was somebody else that I learned to really enjoy his music and his testimony and how his father used to be a preacher when he was alive. And now he is also dead. Andre Crouch is now dead. I just, I just had somebody look it up and confirm that. But when he was alive, I liked his music. Here he is. Uh, he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. We all need it, folks. Listen to this. Amazing grace Shall always be My song of praise For it was great I'll never know Just why Christ came To love me so He looked beyond All my faults And saw my Wow, that's an oldie. That's an oldie, Dad. Yeah. I, I looked it up, and, and Andre Crouch died in 2015, oh. so it's been nine years. But uh, what a wonderful musical legacy he left behind. I, you know, life is short, isn't it? Life is well, short. He was 73. That it's, is awfully young. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Rich, when you're 90, it is. <laughs> it sure is. I'll tell you what now, folks. Uh, today, young people are struggling Everybody's struggling. The mothers, the fathers, people are struggling. And uh, there is a little person, Liam Morrison, who was being criticized for his testimony for the Lord and for what he thought was right or wrong. And true. And true. He was a middle school student. That's junior high, isn't junior it? Junior high is eighth grade. We used to call it junior high. Now they call it middle school. But anyway, listen to what he had to say, folks. Good evening. My name is Liam Morrison. I'm in the 7th, 10th grade at Nichols Middle School. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. I never thought that the shirt I wore to school on March 21st would lead me to speak with you today. On that Tuesday morning, I was taken out of gym class to sit down with two adults for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. Yes, words on a shirt made people feel unsafe. They told me that I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. I told 
I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. Thankfully, my dad supported my decisions and came to pick me up. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. Not one person, staff, or student told me that they were bothered by what I was wearing. Actually, just the opposite. Several kids told me that they supported my actions and that they wanted one too. I was told that the shirt was a disruption to learning. No one got up and stormed out of class. No one burst into tears. I'm sure I would have noticed if they had. I experience disruptions to my learning every day. Kids acting out in class are a disruption, yet nothing is done. Why do the rules apply to one, yet not another? I feel like these adults were telling me that it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. Their arguments were weak, in my opinion. I didn't go to school that day to hurt feelings or cause trouble. I have learned a lot from this experience. I learned that a lot of other students share my view. I learned that adults don't always do the right thing or make the right decisions. I know that I have a right to wear those five, a shirt with those five words. Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions. Even at school, this right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. My hope in being here tonight is to bring the school committee's attention to this issue. I hope that you will speak up for the rest of us so we can express ourselves without being pulled out of class. Next time, it may not only be me. There might be more students that decide to speak out. Thank you for your time, and good night. Uh, God bless that eighth uh, grader for just standing up for free speech and and for the truth. And he was telling the school board, that was a school board meeting that he was talking to. Isn't it amazing, folks, that this young youngster in the eighth grade is having to tell the school board, for goodness sakes, what is right and what is wrong? Honestly. And you know, Dad, courage inspires courage in others. And I'm always encouraged when I hear people uh, take the difficult path and stand up for what's true and right, yeah. even though they may be criticized for it. Now, listen, several years ago in the early 1990s. Oh, 1996? 1996, okay. There was a pastor from Wichita, Kansas, and he was asked to bring a prayer to the Kansas Senate, was it? Yes, the Kansas Senate. And now they asked, now listen to me, folks. They asked a Christian minister to pray in opening their session. Well, what on earth would you expect if you ask a Christian to pray you're going to get a Christian prayer? What is complicated about that? But it didn't work out that way. The way uh, Pastor Joe Wright preached, or or prayed why every the democrats and liberals Har- were, were and, incensed and paul harvey got a hold of it this is another example of standing up for what's right and this is what paul harvey did with that story all over the united states listen man oh man they won't invite pastor joe to the kansas state legislature again they invited pastor joe wright of wichita central christian church to deliver the invocation and he told god on him Now God knows what they've been up to. And no sooner has their guest chaplain concluded his prayer than three Democrats 
on the state legislature are on their feet at microphones protesting he can't talk like that about us. Representative Delbert Gross called the invocation gross, derisive, sanctimonious, and overbearing. Representative David Haley called it blasphemous and ignorant. Representative Sabrina Standifer echoed the indignation. What in the world had Pastor Joe said in Topeka, which incited the righteous wrath of three Democrats from Hayes and Kansas City? Well, <laughs> I have secured the entire text of the invocation so that you can evaluate it for yourself. What was it these Democrats didn't like? Quote, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and to seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says woe to those who call evil good, and that's exactly what we've done. We've lost our spiritual equilibrium. We've inverted our values. We confess that we've ridiculed the absolute truth of your word in the name of moral pluralism. We've worshipped other gods and called it multiculturalism. We've endorsed perversion and called it alternative lifestyle. We've exploited the poor and called it a lottery. We've neglected the needy and called it self-preservation. We've rewarded laziness and called it welfare. Father, in the name of choice, we have killed our unborn. We've neglected to discipline our children and called it building esteem. We have abused power and called it political savvy. We have coveted our neighbor's possessions and called it taxes. We have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and called it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O oh God. Know our hearts today. Try us and show us any wicked in us and then cleanse us from every sin and set us free. Guide and bless these men and women who have been sent here by the people of Kansas and who have been ordained by you to govern this great state. Grant them your wisdom to rule and may their decisions direct us to the center of your will. I ask it in the name of your Son, the living Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that sounds like a perfectly good prayer to me. Yeah, and who objected to it, folks? Let's get honest and straightforward. It was the Democrats in the Kansas legislature that threw up their hands and caused a big ruckus, and on and on and on. And that's what we got today, well, only uh, maybe worse. You have a choice. Our founding fathers would have been perfectly fine with that. Well, um, that prayer. Uh, they would have prayed the same well, themselves. I should say so. Now, listen. Nothing is new. In Washington, D.C., the House of Representatives was going to open, and as is their custom, they had somebody designated to bring the opening prayer. Did you get that, folks? And guess who it was? You hear him every day on Bot Radio Network, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Where is he from, Rich? Yeah, from Chino Hills, California. Real Life Radio is the name of his daily radio broadcast that you hear here on Bot Radio Network. And also Jan Markell mentions him, and he's a frequent guest on her program. Yes. But this was just a few weeks ago, January 30th. January 30th, just a few weeks ago now. And when Jack Hibbs uh, prayed uh, a prayer out of his heart, uh, this is what he said. Almighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, together we come before you in humility as a people in need of your forgiveness, your mercy, your goodness, and your grace. For these 250 so years, 
our fathers in this Congress have prayed for your guidance and protection. And so we stand here in humble petition that you today might do the same, that this nation and its unparalleled constitution, your great gift to all freedom-loving people, might be renewed here and across this land as a beacon of hope to all who seek peace. I ask you today, Father, to bring to us a great awakening of righteousness and confidence in you, who alone is mighty to save. Hear my cry in this hour of great need that we might be humbly blessed before you in the repentance of our national sins. You, Almighty God, are the source of all wisdom, and there is no wisdom but that which comes from you. So please come upon those here who are the stewards over the business of our nation with your wisdom, which comes from above. And with your holy fear, knowing that your coming day of judgment draws near when all who have been and are now in the authority will answer to you, the great judge of heaven and of earth, for the decisions that they make here in this place. I offer this prayer to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, and our crucified Savior and resurrected Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen uh, no, no, and Rich, amen. And then, of course, the Democrats, and I'll say it plain, folks, the Democrats, there was a big uproar. Big hue and a cry. A big hue and How a cry. How dare he say such things? How dare he say such things? Honest <laughs> and good. And they've gone crazy over that prayer that you just heard. So if you're voting Democrat, folks, think about it. Well, we need more men and women and young people like this eighth grader, Liam Morrison, that'll just stand up and say what is true and pray. Uh, when they ask you to pray, pray as a Christian. Yes. And we're taught how to pray yes. in the name of Jesus. And, and now Dr. Erwin Lutzer, the pastor of Moody Church for 30-some years, wasn't it, Rich? And our dear friend... Erwin uh, Lutzer is a wonderful, wonderful preacher. You hear him every day on Bot Radio Network. That's right, running to win. All right, now here is Dr. Lutzer with words of wisdom for our audience at Bot Radio Network. Here he is. Hi, this is Pastor Lutzer. I've written a new book that I feel very deeply about. It's entitled, We Will Not Be Silenced, Responding Courageously to Our Culture's Assault on Christianity. I've been greatly burdened about the fact that oftentimes we as a church are silent. Sometimes we are shamed into silence. And in this book, I have eight different ways that Christianity is being assaulted in America. And we must speak, and we must speak with conviction. This book deals with such things as racism, the tearing down of monuments, diversity studies, also, an entire chapter on propaganda, which is intended to so shape people's view of reality that no matter how much evidence is given to them, they do not change their minds. How does all that work? Of course, there's also a chapter on socialism, but I need to tell you that perhaps the most important chapter is the last one. The words of Jesus to the church at Sardis strengthen what remains. I have to tell you that I did not write this book to reclaim the culture. That, I think, is impossible at this point. I wrote this book to reclaim the church, 
to speak, hopefully to speak wisely, but to not back down. And no matter how great the pressure to go on representing Jesus Christ, even at great personal cost. The name of the book is We Will Not Be Silenced, Courageously Standing Against Our Culture's Assault on Christianity. God bless you, and God bless the church that he purchased at high cost. <laughs> That's a good uh, word. Uh, that reminds me, frankly, which of little David and Goliath. <laughs> I mean, he was standing tall, wasn't he? He was standing firm. That's right. Uh, absolutely. God had his man there. And little David reminded me about little David when I heard that student um, before the school board. Well, we just heard a few minutes ago. Well, we've got to take some listener comments. And David placed his trust in God. I love these. Here's a lady. Hi, I'm calling from Rapid City. I just finished listening to Dick's program this morning. I always listen to the father-son ones on Saturdays. I was just really blessed. Matter of fact, to the point I was in tears. God bless you guys. I just really appreciate you guys. Oh, thank you, dear lady. And Rapid City. Rapid City, South Dakota. You know, that's uh, <laughs> not too far from Mount Rushmore. That's right. Here's a, here's a gentleman. My name is Jeff. I really enjoy your broadcast. I've been listening to it for like a year or so, um, ever since a friend told me about it. It really has helped keep me out of listening to rock and roll and hearing good things. Thank you. <laughs> God bless okay, you, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Um, I, I, Jeff, uh, by the way, I like your taste in music. <laughs> here's a lady. Hi, my name is Susan. And I live in California, and I love Bot Radio. It just really is so encouraging, and it's just amazing that I can turn it on 24 hours a day and listen. And I really enjoy the father and son, so much wisdom from them. It's just a blessing to me. Thank you, Susan. 99.9, the whole Central Valley out there. In California, that's right. 99.9 FM. They have a tough tough situation now, don't they? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Uh, Here's a gentleman. Hello, uh, Bot Radio. I really thank you for being there. Today I heard Jay Vernon McGee again. I, I pray that you people never, I don't care if everybody, if the whole universe uh, <laughs> <laughs> collapses, do whatever you must to keep him on. The man is an institution, and thank you for still having him around. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I tell you what, it's the word that's around. Dr. J. Vernon McGee was a good friend of mine, and uh, he and I were in the car one day. Uh, matter of fact, it was in St. Louis, but I visited him many times in California also. And uh, Dr. McGee said, if I preach the word without fear or favor, I may die, but the word will not die. The word never dies. It goes on, and it's always truth. And what's unique about this particular broadcast, Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee, it's it's a five-year, verse-by-verse study through the entire Word of God, the entire Bible. And he says you get on the Bible bus, and they take you from one book to the next (laughs) to the next. And in five years, you've studied with Dr. McGee through the entire Word of God. Here's a lady. I'm calling from Jonesboro, Arkansas. I just heard Dick and Richard's program. It's one of my favorites, and I have many favorites on Bot. Keep up the good work. And I tell friends all the time about the radio station. 
Oh, oh wonderful. Originally, so now, people have relatives. They have people in other countries as well as other parts of the United States where we don't have a, an on-the-ground radio station. How do they use the, the, the media, the mechanism that is available now to listen to us wherever they are? Well, there's all different kinds of ways to listen to Bot Radio Network. First of all, on the air through the radio, but then also on your smartphone with our, our apps for, uh, for Apple and Android, also on your iPad or your tablet device, uh, the Amazon Echo, uh, like Alexa, that type of smart speaker. And there's different models, different brands of that as well. And then also on Apple TV and Roku, you can download the Bot Radio Network app. And there's also some video features on on those uh, Roku and Apple TV uh, products as well. All right, here's a gentleman. My name's Alan in Sedalia, Missouri. And I listen to Bot Radio Network on my Alexa device. Once I started listening to Bot Radio Network, it became a whole different feeling. Bot feeds my need for church. I'm in this rehab and long-term care facility, and I'm not able to go to church. And so many of your uh, programs on here, I feel like I've been to church. <laughs> well, God bless you, dear right. friend. Alan in Sedalia. And uh, Dad, let's uh, explain that Listening to Bot Radio Network is not a substitute for church, but it is a supplement oh, to yes. church. Well, this gentleman so, can't get to church. I know. In this particular case, he can't get to church. So I we're know. so glad that he's able to have this that he can listen to. But we want to encourage all of our listeners that can to involve oh. themselves with a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church and where they your, can grow and where they can serve and, and listen to Bot Radio Network during the week. And where your whole family are you listening to me, folks? The children, the teenagers, the men, the women, the fathers, the mothers, the whole family can get involved. Congregation means congregate, and that means coming together. So absolutely, Rich, we got to get out of here. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service with my son, Rich, and I'll see you later. <laughs> 